0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes or so, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can. Help somebody else get into God's Word, grow in their faith, and maybe even get to heaven. So share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Share. Make that commitment. What a blessing it could be for somebody, but it will also be a blessing for you. So make that commitment. Start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're still in the broader series talking about heart troubles, and we're talking about matters of the heart not physical heart but obviously we're talking about our mindset our soul our morality our conscience who we really are are basically our our being who are we when when somebody is engaging in certain kinds of activities well that's generally a an indication of of the condition of their heart. And so we've talked about that in Matthew chapter 15, verses 18 and 19, and also we've looked at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, and Matthew chapter 12, verses 33 through 37. You see, again, Jesus brings out there directly in Matthew chapter 12, and again in Matthew chapter 15, that actions you know, all kinds. In fact, let me read verse verse 19 in particular. He says, out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. And so that's just one particular verse of scripture from all of these others. And we could look beyond those even. And that's Matthew chapter 15, verse 19. So when you hear somebody they they can't seem to speak without using vulgarity on an on an, you know on an ongoing basis maybe can't say more than a few words without lacing it with some kind of vulgarism profanity they use god's name continually or the lord's name continually in in profane ways that's a condition of their heart that's reflecting what their heart is like and so when you see people being engaged in in evil and wicked conduct maybe even violence, but lying, gossiping, you know, getting involved in, in criminal activity, that's a condition of their heart. That's why they act that way. Their heart is conditioned to act that way because of the way they've trained it, basically. They can't blame it on somebody else. They, they have conditioned their own heart in the in, in a way to accept those kinds of behaviors. Well, so we're talking about in in a specific application of heart troubles, and we've already looked at a number of them in specific over the last many weeks. We've talked about hatred. We've talked about laziness. We've talked about gossip. We've talked about worry. We've talked about unforgiveness. We've talked about ungodly pride. In this particular section of our study, we're talking about harsh judgments or judging harshly about being hypercritical in finding fault with other people. We're looking, you know, some people are looking for uh, for, for something to criticize in somebody else. And we see that in our culture right now. It's, it's horrible. I, I've, I've never seen our culture in our nation the way it is right now. I've never seen it like this before. And people need to wake up. We need to recognize we need to come back to God because... Boy, The condition of our heart as a culture has become wicked, evil, has become horrible, and we need to change that. And that change begins with each one of us personally. Now, as we said, there is such a thing as ungodly judging, harsh, critical, hypercritical, finding fault continually, looking for fault in others— and then responding when we see something that we can, you know, put part of our finger on. It doesn't have to be a big thing at all, but we'll blow it into out, out of proportion. We'll make it into something huge when it might not be much at all. Or maybe it might be a situation that happened in a person's life 25 years ago, but now we're going to make it seem like that's what the, the way that person is right now. And he may, he or she may have, have, changed to the extent that their life has indicated. They've changed dramatically from that time way back when, but that doesn't matter. The critic, the person who's looking for something to criticize, who's looking for some kind of of harsh judgment he can bring upon that individual, then he brings it out like it's who they are right now. just happened. We need to punish them right now for something they did 25 years ago and it's just a horrible mindset the mentality is is just so destructive and is self-destructive to the person who engages in it because it makes them look ugly it makes them look hypercritical and and just looking to find something they can judge harshly well judging some judging is necessary and we've talked about it we you know we have to make judgment calls all the all the time uh, police Judges in our legal systems, they're there by God's design. Now, that is civil authority exists by God's design. And if you read Romans chapter 14, you will find that, that it's even portrayed, that, that particular part of our culture is portrayed as actually not just by God's design, but those engaged in it as God's ministers to one degree or another. Now, not a minister in the sense of sitting and standing in the pulpit and preaching the Bible, but serving God, serving his purpose by having civil authority in place. So some judgment is necessary, and, but we need to always remember we need to judge righteously. We need to judge based on facts, and we need to judge in Christian love. That needs to be the case. Certainly, our Lord is going to come on what we call the final day of judgment. And and he's going to call all of us to account for how we have lived our lives before that time, while we were still here alive on this earth. But we need to recognize that he's going to judge us righteously, with righteous judgment. And Jesus says that that's what we need to use or exercise in our lives when we must make judgment calls, when we must make judgment calls about other people. He said in John chapter 7 and verse 24, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. And when people point to and quote without knowing the context, they're pulling it out of context, Matthew chapter 7 and verse 1, where Jesus said, judge not that you be not judged, they need to read the next five verses there because the context is His instruction against judging hypocritically when you've got a worse problem in your life than the person you're judging. You're trying to straighten them out when you're not taking the proper actions to straighten your own self out. Paul wrote to the Corinthian congregation about a specific ongoing situation within the congregation in which a man was carrying on an illicit affair with his father's wife. I, I think we're to understand his stepmother, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 13. And Paul warned that congregation that they needed to deal forthrightly with that matter. They needed to not let it go on in the congregation. He said in verses 6 and 7, for a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So he said, you let this go on in the congregation, it's going to have a spreading influence throughout the congregation. Other people are going to be tainted by this, maybe just thinking, well, you know, it must be okay. Nobody's saying anything about what's going on, so maybe I could engage in a similar kind of situation or not some other form of sexual immorality or some other form of immorality altogether. Well, Paul said, you've got to deal with this. You've got to deal with it in the forthright way, but you still have to deal with it in a godly fashion. the purity of the congregation at Corinth was at stake. He instructed that they should deliver such a one, this young man, to Satan, verses 4 and 5. He told them to judge rightfully in this matter involving one of their own, verses 12 and 13. Now, in another letter, Paul actually instructed the congregation at Thessalonica to withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 6, and also verses 14 and 15. The point is to guard the congregation against the spread of sin within it, thereby tainting its reputation, its image to those who are not yet Christians, and its identity as a true church of the Lord. That's the point. Uh, in, in James chapter 5, verses 19 and 20, James put it in exactly those terms, exactly those terms. Guard, against, guard the congregation against the spread of sin within it and try to bring that unfaithful brother to his senses in order that his soul can be saved. And that's the exact point that James is making in James chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. Now, at the same time, while we recognize that some judging is necessary, we have to make judgment calls regularly throughout our life. In fact, pretty much every day. But at the same time, we need to be very careful as to our attitudes, our motives, and our demeanor in making judgments. We should remember to maintain a heart of mercy when called upon to make a judgment so speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty for judgment without mercy to the one who or judgment without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy mercy triumphs over judgment james chapter 2 verses 12 and 13 now this goes back to that section of this general study that we focused on when we talked about when we talked about uh, uh, unforgiveness, if we want to be forgiven by God, we have to be ready to forgive others in our lives, and so mercy. We need to, if we if we have to make a judgment call, we need to keep that mindset. I need to be merciful because God needs to be. I want God to be merciful to me. I need to be ready to forgive if that person will repent and seek forgiveness, because I want God to forgive me of my sins, my wrongs. We certainly want God to extend his mercy to us. How then can we exhibit anything less on those occasions when we find it necessary to judge another person? However, showing mercy, showing love, showing patience does not mean ignoring the action. If it's something that is serious that needs to be repented of, if it needs to be made right on the part of the person who has committed it, then that's serious. We need to follow that through. But we need to, again, maintain that heart of mercy and love and patience. We need to make that judgment call in a righteous and godly fashion, a loving fashion. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to follow through in the ways you want us to when it comes to having to make judgment calls. Help us to be the example of your mercy as we are ready to extend mercy to others in judgment calls that we have to make. Help us to be that shining example, Father, and to glorify you thereby. Please forgive us and hear a prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.